Technically internationally known, known to rock a microphone. Hi, it's me, Alex. Hello. I don't know why I just started off so low energy, but I did. So it's something you're just going to have to deal with. I'm here tonight in the confines of the Echo Chamber Studio in the heart of Lad's Edition in Portland, Oregon. And what else can I tell you about? And that's it. Thanks for listening. Now, okay, I have things. I have Evernote open. I've got a bunch of tabs open. And um, <clears throat> this is a, a solo show, except for the hem part. <clears throat> Son of bitch. <clears throat> First and foremost, I complain on the show often that no one ever writes in. That no one ever talks on Twitter. And all sorts of other uh, communication-based uh, complaints. I would like to thank aloud using my voice, Logan. You know why Logan should be thanked? Because he is from South Africa. That's right. South Africa. Internationally known to rock a microphone. South Africa. I don't know what I'm saying, but thank you for writing in, Logan. Um, this started a conversation with someone I shall not name because they are hiding from the Nazis. I don't know what that meant either. I'm just saying weird things tonight, so just deal with it. Um, I was having a conversation. Someone someone brought up, asked me if I if I have listeners on, uh, uh, on six of the seven continents. And, uh, yeah, I do, which was fun. Cause I, I like went through, I'm like, all right, what are the continents? And, uh, I was like, yeah, I do. Uh, and I've, you know, I've communicated with people from, from, uh, all of them. Then it occurred to me. Antarctica. I wonder if anybody's heard my voice whilst on Antarctica. Here's my thinking. There's that fort. There's that uh, station down there. I think it's Fort McMurto or something like that. Um, there's a lot of kind of civilian people that go there. Uh, not civilian. Oh, God, I'm wording this all so stupidly. There's a research station. They often hire people that aren't, you know, scientists or whatever to, you know, work at the research station bar or, you know, whatever, like do other things. So it's not just like, you know, six really nerdy scientists, you know, near a frozen urinal. There's like, you know, uh, all sorts of, you know, regular folk there. I've heard that they actually have internet access, but it's spotty. But beyond that, I, I know through reading some, you know, on like mental floss or something, an account of people going down there that uh, um, people will often load up an iPod or whatever full of songs, I, uh, you know, uh, audiobooks. And I think they may have even mentioned a podcast, but the point is, uh, this is a thing that happens pretty often. There's, off, there's also uh, kind of day trips you can go to um, Shackleton's hut. Uh, Shackleton's one of the first guys to explore Antarctica. And those are, I don't know if they're like, yeah, there are day trips. So you, so you leave from like uh, New Zealand or something like that. You fly over, you're like, Hey, look at the Shackleton's hut. You're not allowed to touch anything. Look at it. You know how cool this is, et cetera, et cetera. So the amount of traffic that Antarctica gets, it's not huge, but it's enough that I think there might be a chance that my voice has been heard uh, in our, in our Antarctica. It may sound like I'm an idiot and stammering it's because I am, but try to say in Antarctica. It's it's a difficult series of, of, of phonemes. It's like red leather, yellow leather, you know, the vocal warm-up exercise. Anyway, it's just a it's just a thought. But 
hello to the six continents of people that are listening right now, because that much I know. And if anybody's ever listened to me while on Antarctica, uh, please tell me, because that'd be cool. And frankly, that'd beat the shit out of Logan. I mean, right now he's winning for being in South Africa. I mean, fuck, the Antwerp's from there. You know, I've heard of South Africa, but if you're from fucking Antarctica and listening, (laughs) damn straight. But anyway, right now, Logan is in the lead for the coolest person to write in. If you want to be cooler than Logan or equally, write in alexcast at gmail.com. Alex is always spelled with two X's, or find me on Twitter, at the AlexCast, Facebook, all those things. So now that we're caught up with my awesome audience, um, let us talk about things. I don't know what order to do this. I haven't done a solo show in a while, and uh, I don't really remember how to do it. Okay, let's start this way, because I don't, I don't have like a ton to talk Okay. One of the things that annoys me about the universe is is humans. (laughs) Stupid humans. Here's the, here's the thing. Wanton ignorance annoys me. So when someone attaches, when, when they're kind of, Jesus, fuck. How do I, I don't remember how much I'm supposed to explain. It's all confusing. So thought forms, thoughts, ideas exist, uh, you know, as uh, uh, the, the term uh, back when he was still a reasonable person, uh, Dawkins came out, Richard Dawkins came out with called memes, uh, a study of them called memetics. That there's kind of almost discrete chunks of thought that start happening, ideas that kind of like permeate the ether, become part of the zeitgeist and other fancy words. And and they kind of happen in kind of waves. You can watch them occur, and it seems almost spontaneous, but, you know, they can be tracked. There's a whole science behind it. No reason to get into it. But the point is, one of the memes that's around right now, and you're familiar with the term meme from the internet, but I just want you to know that there's, um, it comes from a more scientific, more uh, specific place. So, memetics. One of the memes that are going around right now is this flat earth nonsense. I have talked about it on the show before. Uh, I talked about it with Greg from Higher Side Chats when he was here. I think I did. And I, I shouldn't bring his name up like that because Greg's a very smart man. Um, I don't think he actually believes in it. He's just super open-minded. It's, it's So I'm just bringing that up because that's I never remember my shows and I just happen to remember that one. It's, I'm not lumping you in with, with either idiots or believers. But let's just start from Jump Street. The ancients, which is what, okay, so one of the founding beliefs of this modern flat earth movement is that, well, the ancients all knew that the earth was flat. Now, they reference that there's a Aztec, Maya, some South American uh, belief system for that. I can't speak on that. Maybe they did think it was flat. I don't know. I'm not, I'm, that's not what I'm going to refute. But since we are the product of a Western, uh, you know, uh, society, we, we came from Grecian and Roman uh, directly, you know, we grew from that's our cultural roots. I can speak on that. 300 BCE, before Christ, a man that I forget his name calculated the circumference of the earth, and he was within a thousand miles of what we currently know the circumference of the earth to be. He did it by putting a stick in the ground in a hole and then measuring the change of shadow, the angle of the shadow change from, uh, uh, you know, from, from, dead noon at one spot to dead noon at another spot. Uh, then you can tell like how the, these things and do various maths. Cause I suck at math, but he calculated it. This is a thing is historically accurate. It's a story that's been around for, for fucking ever. There's ancient documents to say the, the point is the ancients always knew the earth was round. Columbus knew the earth was round. The people that hired Columbus knew the earth was round. He wasn't trying to disprove that the earth was flat. The thing that they thought, they thought the earth was a lot smaller which is sort of, that's the only thing they're really trying to prove, was that they thought they could get to India quicker by going the long way around. Obviously, they didn't know North America was there. Or maybe they did. That's a whole other conspiracy thing. It doesn't matter. The point is, at no point in the Western tradition, which is the one I was raised in, did anybody think the Earth was round. Anybody that had access to advanced sailing knows the Earth isn't round. You can watch the sailboat go across the horizon. It's just, I mean, it's just, it's just idiocy. So, there's this modern movement of of flat earth believers and it and it is based in it's based in in I'm trying to be as as polite as possible but it's it is it's a violation of people it, it's it's your you're trying to make your name these people that that, that prefer these theories out there you're 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 
picking on people that don't have the education to know how bad your arguments are. This is like when people have the alternate view of history when they don't know the standard model of history and they're like, yeah, well, the standard model says this. No, it doesn't. You've never read an actual history book. You've only read uh, uh, the fucking Sitchin and the other fucking people like that, which is fine. I support alternate history theories, but you have to know regular history first. And it's infuriating when these fucking prophets of moronity, which, because that's a word now, moronity, look it up. I mean, don't look it up, because obviously it's not a word, but these fucking prophets of idiocy go out and say, oh, well, the ancients knew that the world was flat. No, they didn't. They did. No one fucking thought that. And it's annoying because it's showing up more and more around the internet, and people have these really complicated ideas about how the earth is flat. Here's the thing. How conspiracy theories and any of these theories like this, and I, I shouldn't say conspiracy theories because there are conspiracy theories that I think are true. I'm not, I don't mean to lump them all together, but let's say the really silly conspiracy theories, the really over-the-top ones, seven-foot, shape-changing reptilian aliens are actually the, the ruling leaders of Europe. What they do is they say, that's true, they start at the conclusion, and then work backwards to find facts to fit their theory. They, they find, you know, like, they they start at the end and work backwards, instead of having, hey, let's let's see where the evidence leads us. And this is, this is just a, a logical flaw that happens in any of these kind of alternate belief systems. Not any of them, but you get the idea, the, the majorly stupid ones. This flatters thing is the same, where... You can pick any given thing. It's uh, uh, Carl Sagan, uh, I think it was Sagan, referred to it as uh, the invisible dragon in his garage. It was uh, he's using an, an argument against God, but um, not necessarily an argument against God, but an argument against the beliefs in God. So basically says, well, okay, well, I have a, I have a, an invisible dragon in my garage. And someone says, oh, can I see it? Well, no, it's invisible. Uh, he goes, oh, okay, well, um, well, uh, can I touch it? Well, no, no, it, 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 when you try to touch it, it, won't, it doesn't let you feel it because it's, it's got that powers. Well, can, 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 can I, you know, uh, how do you know it exists? Well, I know it exists because I, because I can, you know, and then the point is any, any refutation to a silly point, the other person can just respond back with whatever they feel like responding as evidence because it is based on a, a, subjective form. So, uh, the earth's flat. Well, no, obviously it isn't because of this. So if you say, well, NASA, uh, and not just NASA, every single thing that's ever gone into space and looked at, looked at the earth, which there's been hundreds, um, uh, they go, well, no, those, those are faked. Well, how do you know they're faked? Well, cause the earth's flat. Well, you just, it's, well, well, how, how come, how come, you know, because there's a dragon, cause I know there's a dragon in my garage, you know? Um, so, it's it's this thing where you just start so they're just starting at the conclusion and then working their way back and then anything that refutes it they just you know they either throw it away or or mask it with other fake data so i found um uh uh through uh, through of, of all people uh graham hancock he posted this link and this guy just went through and did uh not graham but some guy uh matheson uh, I don't know. What, what's his fucking name here? Um, this is... What the, what the fuck's this dude's name? It's not even like a well, like super well-written article, but it's just, it was a nice, like, uh, this is, well, it's, the website is Matheson Corollary. Um, who cares? I don't know. He writes about star gods. I don't give a shit. Anyway, he's got a nice list of reasons that the earth is round. I'm just going through really quick, because if you believe in the flat earth thing, just understand you're being willfully tricked by people that just want attention. These, these are not real theories. These are people that are just making shit up. This is the, the, the flying spaghetti monster. Just it, it's, it makes me sad that you're being preyed upon. Uh, so number one is less the world of stars around the celestial North pole and celestial South pole, uh, two different whirling points, one counterclockwise, one clockwise. There's shitloads of, uh, of, of, of photographic evidence uh, there's thousands and thousands and millions of, of, of accounts that wouldn't happen if the earth was flat, that uh, you would need a sphere for that to happen, uh, right there, damning evidence. Um, not on this list while I'm scrolling to number two on the list, cause he goes through and, 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 and gives it really detailed things. So if you, I'll put the link up on alexcast.com for the episode. Two, GP, this is not his two, this is my, G, my two, GPS, Global Positioning Systems. You know that GPS works, you've seen them work in your car, uh, on your on your cell phones, they work by pinging satellites. They ping, th like, in upwards of, I don't know, I shouldn't say in upwards, but like two or three, maybe four satellites. The difference in time it takes from the ping 
and it, using relativity and all sorts of fancy math, is that's how they figure out where you are. Those are satellites. That only works. It's a, it's a sphere, and gravity works in the way that it's described, or at least very close to the way it's described uh, in a Newtonian, Einsteinian kind of physics model. Now, keep in mind, if you go, ha, but they just found evidence for the for the Higgs boson and, and the uh, graviton wave and all this shit, and science is wrong. No. Science never said that that's the answer. What they said is, this is the best model we have currently to describe the world, the universe we live in, in the same way that Newtonian physics still pretty much works. Like, you can describe a ball rolling down a, a, a slope. You can describe two balls being dropped from a height. These these are still predictive models that still work. They're just not accurate to uh, the world that we live in now, the accuracy point, because we live in a world where GPS systems, where you need relativity to account for it. The point is, the models are there. GPS works. Blah. Two. There are stars that are not visible to observe in some latitudes. So if you're too far north or too far south, there are some stars that you can't see because, again, the Earth is a fucking sphere. Uh, he goes through, um, blah, blah, blah. I know, it, it just just read the article. Three, constellations look upside down in the southern hemisphere compared to their orientation in the northern hemisphere. Uh, again, wouldn't work in a flat Earth model. Four, the angle that the stars, planets, and sun and moves ri rise up out of the eastern horizon and sink down to the western horizon changes based on your latitude and can be used for long-distance ocean navigation. Again, wouldn't happen in a sphere. Anybody that knows about sailing and, you know, uh, navigation by uh, stars, this is, this is, I mean, it's just that. Objects that travel through the air for long distances have to take into account the rotation of the Earth. Uh, so, like, airplanes. Uh, you know, you can see, your it just, it's, if you fly in a fucking plane, it takes the curvature of the earth into existence. Oh, you, planes wouldn't work, you fucking morons! I said I wasn't just going to start yelling at people, and I'm sorry. But think for the love of fuck! How can you be convinced by such scant evidence? Oh, it's so frustrating. This takes away... This flat earth horse shit and, and, and these, these grandiose nonsense conspiracy theories take away from the real serious work that actual conspiracy theorists and actual alternate thought people are, are having. You know what sucks? They're doing modern trials on vitamin C as a cancer, as a way to stop cancer. You know what that, you know, in the fucking 20s that happened, a guy figured it out. And then, but that got lumped in with all this alternative health nonsense like, oh, if you think it water hard enough, it's going to cure you. It gets stuck in that same group of, of horse shit that medical science won't be able to look at it. And we fucking lost out on goddamn fucking possibly a cancer cure. No, it's not a cancer cure. It's it it's like, you know, I think if you inject a orange into a melanoma, it might kill one cell. But the point is, this shit could have been studied. That fucking shit heel Leary, because he was like, eh, tune in, turn out, you know, we the, the, don't be fucking systematized by the system and don't, you know, don't fall prey to their thing. You know, this is their narrative. Don't uh, drop out of society. Well, fuck you, dude. You know what you did? You took fucking psychedelic research back 50 fucking years because of your horse shit, because you were, and you fucking dull-eyed fucking puppet followers. You ruined years. I, you realize I could have had, I could have a fucking decade of my life back if that shit heel didn't fuck up psychedelic research because it seems like that shit helps with depression. Helps with anxiety. It could have helped thousands of people. It could save lives. I may not have had to deal with depression at all because I would have grown up in an alternate universe where we had proper fucking medicine. But no, these shit heels gives it this fucking sense of freewheeling nonsense horse shit. Took it out of the realm of academia and fucking 50 years later, and I'm bad at math, so it might not be 50 years. It's now just starting to get studied again because these fucking morons got it lumped in with the other horse shit. You can't think at water and make it change. Earth isn't flat. Six, the Coriolis effect. Caused by the laws of physics related to inertia and angular momentum, cause large bodies of air and water to rotate in generally predictable patterns which differ on either side of the equator. Um, it gets complicated. It's just you, the Coriolis effect. It's well studied. It, it, it's predictive. It's That's how you can predict weather. It's predictive. Foucault pendulum demonstrates the rotation of the Earth. Uh, again, Foucault, uh, it's, I've talked about it ad nauseum. You can watch thousands of videos. You can build a fucking Foucault pendulum. It's just... Eight, the existence of time zones to prove that we're on rotating sphere because some parts of the earth are in night when others are in day because it's it's just, it it's a sphere. The moon and the visible planets are clearly spherical. Why would the moon be, it's, it's a sphere. It's what we would, the motions of the planets and their courses make sense if the earth and the planets are orbiting the sun. 
because it's just it, it, the monthly cycle of the moon makes perfect sense of the orbits of the earth and the earth blah, blah, blah. Ah, solar and lunar eclipses make sense for the same reasons described because the phases of the moon and it's it's a fucking sphere it's just oh god you're it's we're being dragged backwards all this energy of people that are reading about the flat earth that are talking about the flat earth and Neil deGrasse Tyson had to comment on it we could be studying anything else useful and I'm not, and don't think I'm some standard model motherfucker I'm saying go to like let's go Graham Hancock style go to go likely Tepe and 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 study that figure out that there was fucking Atlantis cool throw your energy there because that shit might be true like I totally give that credit that is a worthy study of alternate uh, viewpoints but wasting time on this shit is fucking garbage it is garbage. It is a wanton ignorance and, and it is, it is upsetting. And you, I mean, if you're going to believe in an alternate theory, one, just t- please take time. I understand that trying to understand history, like the, the, the standard model, the, the standard academic model as it exists. One, most people in the alternate universe, in the alternate theory, you know, kind of sphere don't understand that, the models that you teach aren't being taught as truth, or at least it, they may be taught as truth, but that's improper of the of the person teaching. It's taught as the currently accepted model. It's also taught that you have to think about these things, so you have to use logic and you have to be able to discern. Let me just take a step back. It takes a long time to learn about the standard model of history, all of history. There's been a lot of it. So I understand people's reticence and I, to, to study up on it, I understand that's actually pretty easy to read some alternate theory. And when they say, well, the standard model says this, it's difficult. It's not difficult, but it, it would, it's time consuming to try to track down what the standard model actually says because there's a shitload of it. So I am far more compassionate that way. But when you when you look at something like the Flat Earth, it would take you five minutes of, of research the regular model. Don't, and, and don't think when someone says somebody faked the something, that's the signs of a shitty argument. And when it comes to the flat earth deal, they haven't been faking it for fucking 6,000 years. And when I say 6,000 years, I'm wrong because it's like, you know, I don't, I don't know. But the point is, <laughs> Sphere shit's been around for a long time. That that Greek guy that I can't think of his name. Actually, let's get, you know, now that I'm talking about it, let me, let me get his name now. I'm going to Google it. Let's see how quickly this is. Let's see. Greek mathematician proved Earth was Sphere in 300 BCE. That's just what I'm going to type in. Let's see what shows up. Uh, no, it wasn't Archimedes. Oh, sorry. No, actually, it was Greek mathematician. Sorry, I wrote it wrong. So it's Greek mathematician calculated, yeah, calculated uh, circumference of Earth. There we go. Eratosthenes. Um, circumference of the Earth. Okay, so Greek mathematician working out of Egypt, and let's find out his years. And he was 276 BCE to um, uh, 195 uh, BCE. Anyway, I'll put a link to his Wikipedia article because um, that was 30 something seconds I just spent on that. And just. God damn it. I'm not. And if you're a flat earth believer, I'm not. I know I'm yelling. It sounds like I'm yelling at you. I'm yelling at the people that talked you into this. And I feel bad for you and I, I i'm being I, I, i'm i know i'm being a dick right now but you're you're being tricked and you're to speak for you i would think that you're the type of person that doesn't want to be tricked that's why you don't want to believe in the standard model because you believe the standard model is lying to you and a lot of stuff i think the standard model does lie to you i i and that's i think the thing that really fu- frustrates me that this energy and your good thoughts, your your good idea that that you're not being told the truth, that you're not on the right path when when talking about like kind of the standard way that the world is thought of by academics about, you know, you know historians, etc. That's to me, I feel like that's a worthy thought on your side. But the energy being focused is being focused in the wrong areas, you know, and. Um, 
yeah, so that's it. There's, there, there, there's the flat earth. I was told to talk about it. I did. Since I'm Johnny fucking skeptic right now, and I'm not being a skeptic because I believe in weird shit. This is, I found this on Reddit. I thought this was cool. So this is from a Redditor, uh, little-son. He found it in the Shevetashevetara Upanishad. Shevetashevetara Upanishad. Um, anyway, so this is a cool little, uh, thing. This is in the, um, I think it's the occult subreddit. Yeah. So anyway, so this is from the, one of the Upanishads. The Lord, who is, blah, 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 blah. Sorry, I'm all flustered with my flat earth yelling. The Lord, who is the supreme magician, brings forth out of himself all the scriptures, oblations, sacrifices, spiritual disciplines, past and present, and the whole universe. Invisible through the magic of Maya, he remains hidden in the hearts of all. Know him to be the supreme magician who has brought all the worlds out of himself. Know that all beings in the universe partake of his divine splendor. Know him to be the supreme magician who has become boy and girl, bird and beast. He is the bestower of blessings, and his grace fills the heart with peace profound. I thought that was fucking cool. Um, I don't know. I like the Lord as the supreme magician. Anyway, um, I just thought that would be a good uh, thing to follow up uh, Flat Earth with. I didn't think that. I just had it open <laughs> and I was like, uh, let's try to do something a little more chill than me yelling at everybody. I'm a little, I'm going to admit to you. Let's, let's talk about Alex, how angry I am. Uh, no, we, we talked about this. No, I already talked about this with Sean. Go back and listen to the episode of Sean where I just admit to being really angry at the universe. Cause I feel fucking let down. I feel like I've put in the work. I've put in the effort. I've put in the, and not even, and I put in the good work, the good effort, the do fucking diligence. And, uh, I'm not saying the, the, the world owes me anything, but, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm disappointed by the results and, and, uh, years of trying to be nice, not even trying to be nice, successfully being nice. I'm going to give myself a little credit here. Successfully being nice has done shit for me. So I've decided, uh, kind of off air. I think I said this on Twitter that I'm going to become a monster now. Uh, I'm just going to, uh, I'm going to destroy all things in front of me and, and watch the world burn as I dance a jaunty little jig. Um, oh, Hey, uh, speaking of jaunty little jig. It is St. Patrick's Day tomorrow. Um, I hate St. Patrick's Day with a passion. Uh, and speaking of me hating stuff. This has nothing to do with me hating Irish culture. Because I think Irish culture is really fucking cool. I hate American Irish culture. The the kind of, you know... Uh, oh, well, my grandfather came from Ireland. So now, once a year, I put on green and drink fucking Guinness and shots of Jameson and just make an ass of myself, it's embarrassing. Like, if they had, uh, like, if in other countries they had a, uh, uh, well, I mean, we're kind of, we're too new of a country, but let's let's pretend this could happen, that uh, people, uh, uh, people that expa- expatriated America to go back to, you know, fucking uh, England, that once a year they have, uh, they have, you know, um, St. Washington Day, and everybody, you know, uh, dresses up in, in fucking period costume and gets drunk on apple cider and goes, Oh, look how fat I am. Oh, look at me. I'm American. Oh, I'm fat. Yeehaw. I'd be like, Oh God, you guys are terrible. What are you doing? It's insulting. I don't like Ireland should be so bad at us. This is bad. It's people dressed in like leprechaun costume. I'm like, Oh, look at me. I'm a leprechaun. I'm getting drunk. I'm passing out. I'm a midget on a skateboard. Like, ugh, it's fucking gross. It, this is gross. I really, it's really bad. Like, I, I mean, I guess, I guess just actual Irish people are just chill as fuck. Cause like, I would be mad. Like this is like just fucking racist day. And you know, let's, let's just take one step back too. um, uh, the, uh, St. Patrick was like English. He wasn't a fucking Irish dude. He, he, I think he may have been from Wales actually, or some, oh, Scotland, somewhere else. The point is not Ireland. He's a saint showed up, blah, blah, blah. But the point is he's not even fucking Irish. And, and, and all oh, those leprechauns are insulting. Like the fucking Notre Dame fighting Irish. That's the name of them, right? Their logo is like a little racist fucking leprechaun in with his dukes up ready to fight. Oh, that's, that's cultural sensitivity right there. You know? Oh yeah. They, look, these are, look, the drunken asses of the world are here. The Irish. Yay. Let's get drunk and fucking, and, and start fights. That's, that's, that's culturally great. That's, that's way to celebrate your culture. 
Ugh, fucking American Irish. Ugh, just gross. What a gross celebration. I hate fucking St. Patrick's Day. And, you know, to be fair, it's mostly because I like going to bars and then just my bars get ruined. But, um, yeah, I hate St. Patrick's Day. There's your update. Um, what was I just thinking about St. Patrick's Day? Notre Dame, St. Patrick's Day, drinking. Oh, yeah. Somebody pointed this out on Twitter. I didn't see who it was and I didn't retweet, so I'm not going to be able to find it. But it's one of those things that, like, it it didn't occur to me. And I like to point these out because often I, I'm very, um, I'm, I'm very, uh, critical of a lot of uh, politically correct stuff. I think people are like overstepping boundaries. And uh, some of the things I think uh, on the PC side, actually most of them I think are really, really correct. But like there's some stuff they think are overstepping boundaries. They're just like policing language way too much. And just, you know, just frankly, I think it's just more divisive than it is inclusive. This one hadn't occurred to me. And I want to point it out because I'm very much of the, of the sort that like when someone points out like some of my thought patterns are actually misogynist, I listen and try to change that. And this has happened before and I very much hope I have changed it. Um, but this is, this is not about misogyny. This is about, we have a fucking drink called an Irish car bomb. That's insulting as fuck. I don't know if anybody, I know I have Irish listeners. I don't know if you guys know this. We have a drink in, in the United States called an Irish car bomb where it's like, I think you take a Guinness and you do a, sh- you, you drop a shot glass into the Guinness and then chug it. I don't remember what the other constituent parts are, nor am I going to look it up. But somebody on Twitter pointed out, like in Ireland, they, they, like that'd be like them having like an American school shooter is, is, is a drink. Like, I, like car bombs, that was a really scary time. What do they call it? Um, what do you call it in Ireland? There's a, you call it the, the troubles, right? Um, and I'm sorry if it's not the troubles and I'm being really insensitive. I probably shouldn't even have guessed that. I don't know much about your history. I admit that. Um. Yeah, but still, ugh. I mean, I know, I, I know enough to say like a fucking, ugh, God, that's American fucking culture. Uh, re-Irish is fucking gross. Like, ugh, you guys gotta stop it. Um, yeah. Anyway, here, listen to this. By listen to this, I mean, um, why aren't you playing? Can you guys hear that? No, I guess not. All right, well, fuck it. Um, I've got something plugged in wrong. I was going to play you uh, a thing, but I'm not. I found a deal that, that's uh, uh, the oldest hymn. Uh, I've played things like this before. Um, it. Uh, uh, I was going to play it as I did the standard commercial. Let me see if I... Why is this? Who cares? You know... Here's, here's, so talking about Irish, uh, the, the insulting Irish stereotypes of getting drunk and whatnot, you know where they don't do that? It's the standard. You know what they don't do at the standard? They don't make that drink with the hideous name. They don't do, you know, the let's chug stuff. They don't even have a fucking Jägermeister there. They don't have, uh, um, something else. The point is Jägermeister because it's just like a fucking, when you, you know, you drink that from 18 to 21, at least in the States. They don't have it there. You know why? Because there's a place for like actual people to drink and you can have fun. And a lot of people have fun there. I don't because I'm a miserable fuck, but there's a lot of young people there having fun and being all young. Like, look at me. My skin still looks nice. And ah, my genitals are fucking wonderful. Let's put them in each other. Like it's a great place. It's a great place to dance around with your young genitals. And, uh, they don't have shitty fucking insensitive, uh, named cocktails. They have wonderful things. Like what I like to drink there on Mondays, Monopolova vodka, because it's $4 for, for mono on Mondays. And you're like, hey, monos. And then, then you can sing that. It's just another mono Monday. And uh, you'll be sitting there at 14 Northeast 22nd in Portland, Oregon. And uh, you'd sing that little song. It's a jaunty song. It's a good one. And it's uh, it's better than uh, it's better than anything that you're going to hear from fucking St. Patrick's Day. Because boy, oh boy, is that insulting. Uh, they're facebook.com slash the standard PDX. And you're not going to have some St. Patrick's nonsense. You can go to downtown Portland for that. There's going to be a bunch of drunken revelry there. There's going to be people passed out on the curb, vomiting all over the place as a as a solemn reminder of your homeland. Yay. Way to go. You're really making a go of it. That's not embarrassing at all. I, I'm, just, I'm pretty mad at American Irish people right now. It's not American Irish people. I'm sure there's I'm the vast majority, the vast, vast majority of, of American Irish people are fantastic. I just, I hate when you celebrate things in such a, like, a insulting, shitty way. Like, it's just... There's no joy there. It's just drunken fighting. And you know, you know, I've been at the standard, um, 
they've been open for like, I don't know, let's say 10 years. They're, they haven't been, but I just don't, I don't remember. And I've been there pretty much since it started and I've never seen a fight there. You know why? Because it's a fucking place for adults to hang out. So you want to go have an adult beverage and you can have an adult beverage with me at the standard 14 Northeast 22nd, facebook.com slash the standard PDX. Enjoy. Drink like a person. Drink next to me. Have fun. Enjoy. There's your standard commercial. Enjoy it. Oh, you know, here's the problem with the rest of the show. Um, Man, every other thing I have open involves being able to play audio back. All right, we got to think about this for a second. Why isn't it working? Give me, give me, I mean, you can't give me, no. Okay. I'll talk about this. Um, somebody on Twitter who I don't remember what his new screen name is, but, um, oh, fuck me. What's this? Anyway, th- that guy that always talks to the whatcast and I can't think of his fucking screen name. I'm sorry. I, I, we talk sometimes too. I did, think your name's Luca or something. Lucas. No, that's not it. Who cares? I mean, you might. I don't even know if you listen. But anyway, if you do listen, thanks. Remind me, because I can't... I know what your your picture is like a weird little metal man, uh, like a robot, and, and, and you're a nice guy, and you're into, like... I think you're into lucid dreaming or whatever. The point is, at some point, he asked me, because uh, I made some comment about why... Uh, somebody was asking why the uh, why the Vatican isn't in Jerusalem or, or Bethlehem or something like that. And I said it's because of Rome, and 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 this person that I'm referencing uh, made a point of saying, "Hey, uh, well, uh, you should talk about that on the show." And that was like months ago, but it's but it's been my head because uh, I I like being educational, Alex. Look at me educating you. The Earth isn't flat, for there is a hill in Rome, disproving the flat. No, that was just be- I'm being silly. Um, so let's talk about that because it's a damn fine question. Why is the seat of Christian power? The Vatican, city and state unto itself in Italy, where you may have noticed there ain't no fucking Jesus. I mean, there's a lot of people talking about Jesus, a lot of people worshiping Jesus, fucking children, but not a lot of Jesus. Like, if you read the Bible, it's not like, hey, we went to Venice. It's, you know, they went to uh, Bethlehem and Jerusalem and they went to wherever the fuck else they walked to. They walked by a Sea of Galilee. But never were they like, hey, let's go to Rome. They didn't. So why is it there? I'm going to tell you, motherfuckers. Once upon a time, there was an empire. A Roman empire. Roaming thither and yon. The Roman empire worshipped a sequence of deities, so much so they were polytheists. One of these deities, uh, variously named, um, I think it may have been an Apollo shrine at one point. People argue that it was a Mithraic shrine. Um, if you know the kind of alternate Christ theories that, uh, so there's this cat Mithra born on the 25th to a virgin rose after three days. Basically it's a a proto Jesus, you know, a lot of the Jesus stuff, uh, you know, a lot of the elements of his story existed before the Christian myth of Jesus. Um, anyway. There was a there was a uh, uh, pagan temple there, for lack of a better word, and a necropolis, a city of the dead, basically a complex burial ground on Vatican Hill. By when I say there, I mean Vatican Hill, where the Vatican stands. In early eighties, uh, life like within a lifetime of the supposed lifetime of Christ, uh, I don't remember when. I'm pretty sure it was Emperor Nero. There is a, there is like a big fire in Rome, right? The, the one where he played the fiddle as Rome burned, which again, um, let's talk about uh, history being wrong. We've all heard that story. That's wrong because one, he wasn't in Rome at the time. Uh, two, it's in the historical record as he actually rushed back to Rome to try to put the fires out and save as much as he can. And three, they hadn't invented the fucking fiddle yet. So that one goes right out the window. Um, but anyway... So the fire, they blame the Christians and, uh, boy, oh boy, do they go, uh, Nero going on a crucifying frenzy. Oh, by the way, here's, here's another thing to talk about, uh, really quick. You know, that whole Christians versus lions thing and, and persecuting Christians, a lot of that didn't happen. Um, as far as I know, actually, I don't think there's any records of Christians being fed to lions. It's not really a thing that happened. I mean, they were put for gladiatorial sport, but not nearly as bad. Nero and a couple of other, the more like the, the, you know, those like kind of psychotic emperors you hear about like Nero and, um. And, 
or what's his, what's his, what's his, uh, what was his uncle's name? Uh, Caligula. I don't know if that was his uncle. And a couple of the other ones. Anyway, there was a, maybe not, the point is there's a few emperors that were like completely batshit and yeah, tortured the shit out of Christians, not even saying they didn't, like they got some bad fucking deals. But uh, it's not, it's not like a, it wasn't like a, maybe it's just the way that I understand it. The way I understood it was more like a, like a Nazis to Jews thing where it's more like, it was more like just a, you're shitty. It's like the ruling class to the underclass. Um, anyway, so with periodic huge amounts of, of, uh, horrible treatment like i think it was nero that like fucking put christians in his like back garden lit him on fire and used them as torches for parties like yeah this is bad shit happens so anyway, um nero gets pissed blames uh blames the christians on burning the thing down because christians are uh, uh the, the whole point of this because i'm going to get to something else later and this is important to talk about the reason the christians and, and previous to christian jews were were also persecuted like they had um the jewish revolt in 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 um jerusalem and basically the reason the jews were uh, you know, uh, pointed out uh, was that they didn't want to believe in polytheism. They, they said that, you know, the, the, their God had to be the only God. Um, there are some that would kind of like some of the ways it revised, like kind of revised that it was like, all right, well, their God, they could say like, Oh, well, the, their God is the head God. And all these ones, the Romans believe in could be like under him. And that's why there's that line in the Bible, but like pay unto Caesar, what is the Caesar, that thing where, um, so, but which Skipping the Christians. I know I'm all over the place. Sorry. There's a lot of history to get through. Um, so basically Christians Jews because, you know, early, early Christianity was essentially just, was just Jews. They were just Jewish people that thought the Messiah finally happened. Um, actually not the word Messiah. That's wrong. Oh God, see, this gets so complicated. This is where, this is where the thing about knowing about actual history gets annoying because that whole, like Jesus wasn't really the Messiah at the time. Like it's a whole, eh, who cares? The point is Jews and early Christians and later Christians, um, didn't want to believe in the other gods of the, of the uh, Roman empire. Um, so that was annoying to them because they, you know, it becomes this whole thing of like when the, uh, the when the emperor shows up in town, you're supposed to worshiping it as a God, even if it's just a name. Cause Romans, although they were superstitious, they were more superstitious than, than actually religious. They were more like, it was more like habit, which as you can see, like when I grew up, uh, uh, being raised Catholic, it was more like a habit kind of religion. You show up on Sunday, you do your thing, say X number of things and you're cured of, uh, whatever sins. So, um, Nero points out that these kind of people that won't worship him, uh, they, he goes, ah, yeah, they, you, you guys burned it down. And, uh, he, he went, he went nuts and fucking started crucifying motherfuckers. Uh, a lot of Christians died. One of the Christians was, uh, St. Peter. Uh, he was the guy that, uh, Jesus said, uh, uh, upon this rock, my church, uh, Peter upon you, uh, you will be the rock upon which my church shall be founded. I probably misquoted that, but the point is, it's an important quote of the Bible and we're getting places here. So, this is a Roman uh, uh, necropolis slash place of worship and whatever. So uh, they they uh, crucify uh, uh, Peter. I think he's the one that crucified him upside down, and they threw him in the necropolis or uh, or close to it. Um. So they uh, uh, basically they go there. They throw him in there. He's buried there. As Rome kind of uh, moves forward. Uh, uh, we, we get to, you know, Rome becomes Christian, uh, as it becomes Rome becomes Christian, they take this thing of like, you know, this kind of ceremonial spot, the, the Vatican Hill, uh, they take that ceremonial spot and, uh, uh, put down roots there and say, well, that's where Peter is buried. So this is the rock upon which my church will be founded. Hey, look, Viola, they now, uh, that'll be the, where the head of the Christian thing is. That's sort of the top level story of it. Here's here's the other kind of side fact. So let's just go with Peter's buried there. Um, Peter was the rock that you're supposed to found the church on, according to the text. When Rome became Christian, they, you know, basically, um, that's where the, because, I mean, the church is the Roman Catholic church. That's Rome. I mean, Rome never fell. It just became a religion. And that's not being glib. That's just what happened. Like, Rome still runs most of the world because it's the Catholic church is, is the Roman Empire just merged it changed names essentially but so that's the outline story but here's a couple of other things i wanted to kind of point out constantine this is the story everybody has here this conversion on the battlefield he sees the sign in the sky and he hears the voice of god saying upon this sign you shall conquer or whatever behind the sign etc let's talk about that that didn't happen. And not, and that's not in like a skeptical atheist way. I mean, it didn't happen like historically, 
the early accounts of that don't have the I by the sign I shall conquer. Early accounts of the like there's there's paintings of it that happened from like really close to what like the time that Constantine quote unquote got converted, and the paintings of it don't have the sign of the cross on the shields of Constantine's army. This is not like you know so this this is kind of a later story that got layered upon his conversion, and he did convert in a certain way. As I was saying before, Rome was superstitious, not so much religious. And they get bored of their gods, they circle around, you can watch the history of Rome as, like, certain gods fall in and out of favor. Mithras and the other kind of Jesus-y sounding gods had been popular over the years, you know, like a waveform moving up and down in popularity. Because Christians didn't want to pay attention, didn't want to worship other gods, they're gaining popularity because, hey, look, it's the new thing. They gain in popularity, still don't want to worship other gods basically like a money slash power thing, he says, all right, well, we'll become Christian because it's more like a, it was, it was a political maneuver. This, this, this conversion on the battlefield wasn't, you know, exactly uh, as it went. Again, this is way too complicated to talk about in, um, in, in, you know, on a podcast without like a historian here. Maybe I should get one and they can explain it. But so he, uh, he, you know, quote unquote converts and makes the, but it makes the Roman empire Christian, but it's not Christian as like a, in the same way it used to be like, oh, we worship Apollo. It's just kind of like the guy, like it's not that big of a deal. Now Roman empire being there, they make the seat of power in Rome, Vatican Hill. That becomes, because that's now the church, the church has to be in Rome. There we go. That's why the Vatican is in Rome. Rome as Rome falls, it sticks around as a as a church. So Holy Roman, it became the Holy Roman Empire, which became the Roman Catholic Church, which became the Catholic Church. So Rome's still here, still exists. It just exists as, as a, as a vast, um, vast religion. And, and it's not really religion. It's a sequence of, um, you know, chants and, and, and habitual references. Um, yeah. So that's, that's a bit of uh, there. I, you know, I wish I could, God damn it. Yeah, I mean, look, you know, maybe if the, if what I just said was interesting to you or you think some of that is just you're going to have to research it uh, for yourself. I what I just said right there as a thumbnail sketch is as as far as I know, pretty, pretty close to correct. I just haven't read about the shit in a while. I'm sure I got some of the dates, some of the details wrong, but the the, the overall concept I'm going to stand by and what I just said there. But if you need more like detailed stuff you're gonna have to read about it because it gets really complicated and there's also and this is going back to what i was saying before about the standard model of history when we talk about times like this there isn't one accepted thing and like there isn't like historians there's multiple views so there's some people that say that that, that still claim that constantine actually got converted um that he actually saw the sign in the sky now i don't i don't subscribe to that because it just doesn't fit the character of the roman empire at the time of romans at the time um there's also other things where some people say that whole Mithras, uh, Vatican, like the Mithraic thing may come later. And there's just, argu- there's arguments about everything. And that's, here's one way that you know that like what you're reading about, like, uh, like a scholarly article about something. One of the ways that you can know that uh, it's probably something pretty good is that there's an argument to the other side too, by an equally relevant scholar. You're probably on the right track to reading about things because there's just arguments everywhere. Everybody argues about everything. That's sort of how academia works and i think that's something that people get lost on because people one aren't that educated and i don't mean that in like a like a they're dumb way i mean like a lot of people like like i know a lot of people in the conspiracy theory community like didn't go to four years of college didn't go to graduate school or anything you know like that level thing where the way that kind of our schooling works is more like they're kind of teaching you the base outline going through it and then by the time it's it's stupid i mean it's a really dumb way to do it but it's kind of like they're giving you the outline and then as you go to college they refine it and tell you about all that shit that they told you that was wrong but it was easier to teach that way and then it gets more refined more refined until you actually know what's up but then you realize what you know what's up is so incredibly complicated it's nearly impossible to uh <laughs> to teach to anybody unless they've got 6 years of education under their belt and the horrible cycle continues um, so there's going to be an argument over everything. Um, and that argument's usually going to be uber scholarly and hard to follow. So just read books, find out stuff, uh, read books with citations. Don't find some, some random website that looks like it was made on GeoCities. Don't, don't trust that. You know, just, it's actually weirdly enough that, that blog spot one I referenced before about the, the round earth, it's a really poorly made website, but whatever the, 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 his, 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 uh, 
his arguments towards the the i mean frankly fact of the sphere spherical earth um like somebody i, I read this uh, somebody got upset because they go well you know they used to say the earth was round and now they're like oh no it's an oblate spheroid and that's just proof that you're just making up as they go along no that's proof there's a, okay there's a lot of things that just annoyed me about that one it's not like they just said the earth used to be round it's just as more as more complex knowledge of the universe in which we live happens our our theories get revised in the same way that it's yet yeah, newtonian physics isn't technically correct but as far as like every day 99% of what we have to deal with we might as well just say newtonian physics is fine it, it, so you know just saying the earth yeah you being taught the earth is round that's close enough you don't need to know it's an oblate spheroid it's it it's a, so this is what happens you know that's that's high school then you get to college and you know, high school round college oblate spheroid you know th- th- junior year in college you know, gravitational forces on the moon blah 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 causes the bulging of the earth's crust graduate school the earth's crust blah 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 here's the alternate theory as well etc cetera, etc cetera. but you know what fucking round earth is close to goddamn enough for most people i mean that's not you know it's it's if you're going to go home and fucking you know uh, uh do web design you don't need to know oblate spheroid rounds close enough i'm rambling so uh knowing how education works is actually helpful and it's so anyway just fucking read stuff and the earth is round focus on another let me give you another conspiracy theory that's that's equally freaky and um and a lot a lot more difficult to disprove and could be right inner earth because i feel like i'm too skeptical right now inner earth the inner earth totally possible not that the earth is completely hollow but that there could be large cavities that have uh, a population of uh, of intelligent beings in it. Totally possible. There's nothing physics uh, to, to disprove it. Now, saying the Earth is entirely hollow, there's a shitload of physics that disproves it. But having large cavities, fuck yeah, dude. Totally possible. Fucking plausible as far as I'm concerned with my conspiratorial mind. And it's like conspiratorial, like, because I do believe in a lot of weird conspiracy theories. I believe in weird shit. You should know my actual views on Atlantis and Bigfoot. I'm fucking weird. It's just, you know, when the ones are so obviously stupidly wrong, uh, you know, wanton ignorance, but like wanton fun, like inner earth shit. Hell yeah. Alternate theories, other fucking Neanderthals surviving. And they're actually like hyper empaths that are like psychic and they're the ones that live in the inner earth. Fuck yeah. Let's do this shit. Love it. Focus on that. Cause there's some really cool stories about there. Mount Shasta. Read about that. Focus your energies on Mount Shasta. Cause there's some really cool stories that happen around there. I want to go. I want to visit. I think it's neato. I'm just saying, you know, let's not, uh, let's not waste our time on the flat earth because it's just stupid. It's a waste of everybody's time, even though I'm talking about it on my podcast. Um, do I have time to talk about that? Uh, well, okay. Well, um, I don't, sorry. I'm just saying, well, uh, okay. The, so a, a friend of mine, um, a friend of a friend, whatever. She's like a, like intuitive psychic lady. Uh, um, whether, it, how much of that I believe I'm not going to go into because frankly, I'm not entirely decided, but she's, she, she believes herself to be intuitive psychic. She can read people, etc. This is her beliefs. Um, so she, she, uh, it was offered to me that she would read me and find out what's up, uh, up, you know, how I could improve my life, how, uh, whatever's holding me back or whatever, blah, 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 whatever the things. Um, so we do, we go through this, this thing, there's like a distance thing. She's on the other side of the country, but, uh, that, you know, I have to open my mind, let her in or whatever. So when, um, when she finally kind of, uh, uh, enters into my, my, my psychic space, as she puts it, um, what she sees is, uh, uh, like, like, uh, uh, kind of humanoid form with large horns on its head, staring back at her and mocking her movements as, uh, <laughs> which is, which is, uh, that's great. Um. So there's a demon in my head, apparently, and uh, it mocks uh, people that are trying to help and uh, apes their movements. And uh, how awesome's that? There's there's something that's that's wonderful. Hey hey, uh, I'm a little concerned, a little anxious these days. Let's find out what the root cause is. Oh, you know what the root cause is? You have a demon in your brain. Thanks, guys. Thanks, demon brain. Bunch of demon brain jerks. <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that. I mean, that's the whole story. Uh, we talked some more. It was actually kind of cool. I mean, I, again, the, the, I don't know where I stand on a lot of psychic stuff. Um, 
I think I don't know. There's a lot of there's a lot of evidence in certain things, yada yada. I, I mean it's too much to go into. Um What else do I have? I think that's it. I think we're just gonna end here. Everything else involves a lot of basically I have like let's see, one, two, three, four. Let's do it this way. I have fucking all right, first thing I have in my in my Evernote file. How uh, how people are recreating the sounds of old Byzantine churches and how archaeoacoustics can make you understand fucking God better. Um, and then I've got, this is, what is this one? This one is um, a Stanley Kubrick interview. That's not for you. I've got a cool thing, sacred geometry. Uh, how Donald Duck taught geometry. You may have seen Math of Magic, something I was originally called, but... There's fucking, it's crazy. I haven't seen this since I was a kid, but there's like crazy weird sacred geometry occult weirdness happening in, in a fucking Donald Duck cartoon. It's crazy. And, it, and I was going to play it for you, but I can't because for some reason my shit ain't playing. So I'm going to play it for you next week. But okay, so there, there's there's two in a row. Uh, Archaeoacoustics just talked about that. I'm bookmarking these. I just close it. Oh, look, Orson Welles narrating a NASA documentary about aliens. How great would that be? Would be? But nope, my shit doesn't work. So closing that down. So I was actually well prepared here, guys. Um, and uh, I, a lot of it I couldn't do. And I'm, and I'm, and I'm sorry for that. I'm not really all, I'm not that sorry. Um, maybe I am a little bit. I don't know. What's this one? Can I talk about this? Oh, that's a 404 page. Okay. I can't talk about that. Let's just delete that. Um, what's this one? Sorry. Maybe this doesn't have a, this is, oh, okay. So yeah. Okay. So I was yelling, this is quick. I'll just, I'm going to put the link up cause it's just more something you have to read. John Hopkins study finds psilocybin's ideal dose for long-term positive effects. So John Hopkins university uh, of medicine uh, has provided insight in the benefits of uh, mediated doses of psilocybin, the active psychedelic compound found in, in quotes, magic mushrooms. Uh, yeah, so they, uh, thankfully, you know, in recent years, as I was just yelling at, uh, because of fucking Leary ruining it, uh, recent years are actually reopening, um, research into psychedelics and to, uh, help with, uh, you know, depressive issues, PTSD, etc. And, uh, yeah, um, I've talked about how I've done microdosing and it's helped. Um, I talked about it on the Project, Pro Project Archivist show. Uh, I forget if I've done the whole story here. I gotta remember to talk about that. I got, I'll do, I'll do my whole narrative of it. Uh, anyway, so, uh, yeah, pretty neat that, um, that that's a, uh, that's happening again. Um, uh, John Hopkins working on it. So it looks like, you know, at some point, hopefully they can change it from, you know, the scheduling thing of it being, uh, some kind of, you know, schedule one evil drug to something that can, might be able to be used in therapeutic doses and, you know, therapy offices. Cause frankly, I would, I would, I would be overjoyed to take a, cause microdosing, the point is you don't really feel it, but there's evidence for taking like a, a an amount that you feel in like a really safe environment. And I would love to take a, to take mushrooms in, um, you know, in a therapeutic, you know, like with a therapist and like, you know, fucking smash down whatever that demon in my brain is like, you know, I think that'd be fucking cool as hell. So, um, Hopefully this leads that way that that becomes available for people like myself that, you know, uh, you know, at times struggle with that shit. And I think that'd be fantastic. So good, good for America that we're, we're doing that. And, um, fuck you, Tim Leary. That's it. We're done. My name is Alex. Uh, again, internationally known. Uh, the reason I'm internationally known, uh, is because, uh, I, I rock a microphone. Um, so let's just keep that going. Uh, we really like, um, we really like South Africa and, uh, that guy, Logan, also the name of, uh, a mountain in Canada and a man that was abducted by the Project X program and had adamantium put into his body all over him. Look at him. He's got healing factor, which allowed it to happen. Uh, read the, that's the thing. Okay, cool. We're done. Uh, my name has been Alex. You have been the audience. Please, for the love of fuck, listen to recent episodes and leave reviews of my show on iTunes. If you have an iTunes account, review my book on Amazon. Just give it fucking five stars. Uh, and I think it's like a hundred word review. Just fucking just say, Hey, this is a really good book. Thanks. You know, it would help me a lot. I, I don't mean, I take back saying fucking there. Cause that sounded like, I'm not like mad at you guys for not doing it. Like that's totally aces. Uh, um, 
if you didn't tell me you were going not, you know, like if you, if at no point did you say like, Hey, I'm going to review it. Then like, I'm not, there's no anger. It's just, you know, that'd be nice of you. Be cool. Uh, go to alexcast.com. Oh, oh, there's also an alexcast shirt you can get through amazon.com. Just search for alexcast. Uh, there's probably links on, on the website. Um, one of those things I just, I forget to mention. Yeah. So you can wear an alexcast thing across your titties. Yeah. Speaking of titties. Uh, no, uh, I'm not doing that. Yeah, so uh, that's it. I'm Alex. Find me uh, alexcast.com at the alexcast on Twitter, facebook.com, blah 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 blah. Alexcast, alexcast, alexcast. Things and whatnot. Uh, listen to the other show I do if you like The Simpsons, The Inanimate Carbon Pod. Also found on alexcast.com or search for Inanimate Carbon Pod on iTunes. Yes, that's it. Okay, so uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for being lovely people. I would like to kiss both of your eyeballs in the middle of your forehead, opening up your third eye. Uh, do some like om mani padme om, and uh, then we can uh, levitate ourselves into the future, skyrocketing into a world where medicated things will help us. Now I'm going to go try to f fix what's wrong with my mixing board. Okay, bye. <laughs>